want Michael to be my dad. I want Michael to be my dad. You know who I don't want to be my dad? Joey? My my dad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dunkin' on dads. That's what we do here at a whole new podcast. Daddy Dunkin' Donuts. Podcast all about Disney Channel, original movies. And dads. Staying alive. Uh-uh. Staying alive. Mm. I am your host, Lucas Melby. And I'm your other host, Jacob Telejohn. I wanted to maybe sing the DuckTales theme song. But Ooh. I didn't know the words well enough. Ooh. It's like, life is like a hurricane. I wanted to get to, like, uh, it's uh, a uh, duck uh, blur, uh, because holy fuck, it's been a duck blur. It's been a few weeks, three weeks, I believe, by my account since wow. we last recorded, but those weeks, the entire month of April, just gone in a gone. flash. Yeah. Me and Jacob wow. turned 27. We did. So that's our excuse we could have for not recording last week. We were weekend. celebrating it was, really crazily. It was crazily. our birthday weekend. Yes. And we both did nothing. <laughs> accurate but, yes life is like a box of chocolates still crazy we don't need to tell you that you're living through your own versions of quarantine unless lockdown. you're listening to this in 2022 where the coronavirus covid19 has been eradicated or listening to it in a country that managed it a lot better oh, than the yes. united states what's up china or korea or someplace korea new zealand especially new zealand but we're still in Minnesota where things are heating up. Moving towards our peak. It, we were supposed to peak in late April and it certainly started spiking then, but it's no. just the spike is continuing. <laughs> and we were hypothesizing in our way, talking proudly about Minnesotans, but more recently, we're not very proud of some Minnesotans because no. people, the weather's gotten nicer. And people are like, saying screw it and they're going outside to enjoy the parks, enjoy their jogs. Yeah, fuck it. Fishing. I'm, tired, I'm tired of staying inside, so that means coronavirus isn't deadly. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> and we've we were, seen over the course of like a week or two, thousands and of more cases and cases. deaths. And we I were talking you. about... Earlier on, we were graded our state was as an A for social distancing. Yep, and now we're a solid D. Yep. So the tables tables have turned. Yeah. Shame on you, Minnesota. Shame. But I'm still doing it. Jacob, I think, is doing well. Trying. He's not, again, is not wearing a mask, but I am wearing a mask this time. I haven't coughed yet today, so I think we're, we'll be okay. That's not true. <laughs> I, I've cleared my <clears throat> throat a few times, yeah. but that's about that's it. That's not coughing. No. If you had molecules inside your body, you weren't aspirating them into no. a way that'd be breathable. For I would never people. do that. I would never. Jacob's a very... I don't know if that has come across in this podcast or the stories we tell about Jacob, but he's just the model of cleanliness. Like yeah. he's, he's a very well put together individual. Yeah. I never <laughs> get sick. Um, some might even say I'm immune to life. I think, again, this is a situation where since we last recorded, I don't think I've actually seen you. No, we don't. Because we've had a couple of like Zoom get-togethers with friends, and I don't think Jacob participated in those. I've gotten so. into one or two of them. I can't remember, with as we said, how much of a blur everything is. If we recorded before WrestleMania last year. I don't even know. Last year. Last year. That's how <laughs> long this month, seemed. Or after. Yeah. But something that didn't feel like a blur, for me at least, was the movie we watched today. No. A very interesting movie in premise alone, because this is, you wouldn't tell from its name, Jumping Ship, but this is the sequel to Horse Sense, Yeah, which I had to check. I don't remember exact the episode number, but Horse Sense came out in 1999, and this came out in 2001. So about a two-year break between the two movies. 
of course, with Andrew Lawrence, I think, is the youngest, who played Tommy in Force Sense in this movie. Correct. We saw in The Other Me. Yes, as Dewey. Dewey, Dewey. 2000, I think, and that was... Here's to the year 2000. One of... I think that's still one of my higher-up favorites of DCOMs. We've that was seen. a funny one. There were so many good scenes. Well, to segue from so many good scenes, uh, uh, maybe doesn't apply to one jumping can... ship. Yeah. This... So the horse sense happened because the Lawrence brothers were so big. Yeah. What is it? Brotherly Love, I think, was the show they were on together. This movie is special because it brings the All third three of brother them. in. And I think it's the middle one who was on Boy Meets World. But this movie did not need to exist, and in some ways exists in a way that undercuts what happens in horse sense. Yeah, I don't know. They they don't feel, because like the character development doesn't seem there. There's not really any relation other than just it's two of the same actors in the same movie. And the premise feels like something that would happen late season in a, a family sitcom. Of yeah. minor spoiler alert. Oh, let's go on a tropical vacation. Oh no, he got shipwrecked on a deserted island. And yeah. What? They were trying to manage a freaking horse ranch in the last minute. Yeah, it's there's no relation really between other than it's the same same actors. That's like it. Because the character development we saw from Michael in the in the first movie is gone. It's not there. And that's something I'll definitely get into because that's something that I don't like very much. No. But enough preamble. Let's get into it. And it's an interesting title shot we get because we see Tommy. Yes. One of our main characters from Horse Sense doing what he does best with his horse sense, riding a horse. But then we immediately see the title, Jumping Ship, covering him. And it's like, that's a a juxtaposition of different things. Yeah. Uh, Immediately something else we notice is that Tommy, he's looking looking a little more svelte. Yes. Losing some of that young kid, baby baby fat. fat. Looking, looking, okay. Wow. Wow. I don't don't know if Andrew was a really popular one uh, as far as the, the tier lists of Lawrence Brothers. My favorite in this is Joey Lawrence. Joey. is my daddy. He's a good actor. He's, a, a, he's the best of the, the better three. Actor. I don't know he's if a I better actor. he's a good actor. He's a better actor. Both Andrew and, who do we say, Matthew? I think so. Ma- Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke and John. And John. <laughs> yep. One of those uh, being the second one. Both <laughs> of them are not really the best, at least in this. No. And we even were talking about some of the ways that Tommy acts in this reminds us of Tui. of Tui the clone. Like he's just kind of like slow, like or he's, he just forgot what the other character was like, and that was the most recent one in his memory for a yeah, property. honestly, because so. because he's more kind of like he's got more passion. I feel like in horror sense, he's more like oh yeah, outspoken, passionate. I don't think he cries and, in this movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He just seems kind of like lost, like dazed. Well, yeah, he's, he's like he, in a he daze. Seems like sure. A lot of is new for him because he travels to a different country, gets shipwrecked yeah. and everything. But there's just also like a, a look in his eye of like he's seeing all these things for the first time and yeah. just awe, awestruck, and wonderment. In I don't a know. Way he, that he, is he, weird. His body, his soul serves a purpose in this in this Ooh, movie. His but like his body, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that too. But like he doesn't really talk as much i don't know it, it's and when more he does it's just like oh that was weird it, it, it's more so joey lawrence michael lawrence and uh and the the next lawrence yeah whatever their names are so beyond getting to the title card yes. we see a shot of michael he's on the phone and he is in standing. corn 
Yes, he is framed. Corn is in front of him, <clears throat> looking no. like he's in a giant field, and he's calling his auntie, a.k.a. Tommy's mom. A.k.a. Milfunter 494 And I don't know what they're talking about. He's saying something about, oh, yeah, so great what learning how to grow food on my own. But sometimes, hey, can't get the best help around here in California. And then like a zoom out of where he's at and he's just in his backyard. He's yelling at somebody who's doing it for him. So. His rich parents gardener and it's just a, oh, yeah. a small little patch. Plot it's a little patch. Just basically has corn right in the front row. And that's so it. it was kind of probably one of the more fun setups, shots, sequences, shots. jokes, whatever you want to call it yeah. in the entire movie was that, was that good. little sight gag with not, him. Not bad. You know, not bad. And then the mom or auntie Hands the phone over to Andy. Tommy to allow Michael to talk to Tommy about going on a fishing trip to Australia. Yeah. Things are moving very quickly in a way like we talked about with something like Xenon 2 or the Jet Jackson movie where these characters are established so we can just put them into the situation yeah. that's so, going to yeah. take up the majority of Don't the Don't need to build their characters up because you nice. should have already seen the first one. Yeah. But we'll see that... Basically, they just forget what the character development... Yeah. We see a scene where Mike is chilling in his parents' pool. He's working on his tan so he gets a good base before he goes to Australia. And his dad comes up. His dad says, hey, this trip's going to be really expensive. You need to get yourself a job. Yeah, he's like, it's going to be $4,000 more than you budgeted. Use your education, because at this yeah. point, at some point, he says he's 23, so we can assume yeah. probably graduated college, though I yes. think Michael maybe wouldn't have been a, a perfect four-year graduate. No, I, if you do remember, in the first movie, he was all about the land trust. That's where his knowledge from uh, his, his courses... His land management has applied yes. to his So, so they established that, that, yes, he was a, a man of the book, of, of education, and he's carried that through, apparently, up until this point. And as this was happening where the dad's kind of berating him for not being fiscally responsible or at least getting a job i was joking that hey well it's not like i can send you to a ranch to work because that was what the first movie was about and that's a lot of what michael is is he's back to just being lazy entitled yeah pleasure seeking and it just is ignoring stuff he learned in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, the, the first movie, at the end of it, I liked him. You know, I thought he was like, okay, he yeah, learned. Yeah, we're just back to square one again, no. where he isn't very likable. No. But he's still, I don't know, he's kind of likable. You're kind of into him. <laughs> That's what Lucas is trying to tell you. He likes, there's a few scenes without the shirt, and Lucas was I getting hot and heavy. I think it's just that he is heavy. a better actor than the other characters. He, I agree. Even if he's supposed to be unlikable, he feels well-realized in a way even if it is undercutting a other 90-minute movie we watched yeah. where he got his character developed. Back in wherever the ranch was, I don't remember where. Bumfuck Idaho. <laughs> Tommy's having his own daddy issues of a kind because we see... Neighbor. We first thought was going to be his a mom's step, boyfriend. Yeah, or, uh, or a stepdad. Or, yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's just a neighbor who is being really nice to him and his mom. Yeah. And he hands uh, Tommy at some point... A wrapped up gift. Him, a gift that we can just say what is in there yeah. now because I'm probably going to forget to bring yeah. it up later in the movie. It's a hand whittled picture frame of Tommy and his dad. So it's like, oh, he's not so bad. But at this point in the movie, Tommy's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Stay away from my mom. Nobody can replace my dad. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if his father issues were fully addressed in the other movie, but he kind of got over at least the treehouse aspect. We mentioned that in the Jenny Project of all movies of 
how Michael helped him build the treehouse or just built the treehouse and that made Tommy very mad and he cried. But yeah. then he kind of accepted. Really pissy. And Michael more came into the role of a father figure for him in that movie. Again, kind of rolling back to square one for all of our characters. Tommy's a bit of a, mm, my dad's dead, which. Dead dad. I can't speak to that because my dad is still around and still not Joey Lawrence. <laughs> we all have our, our crosses to bear. And we don't all have the daddies we want. And then we just cut to some stock footage of Australia. We see the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. That's to tell us that, hey, they, they went arrived. all the way to Sydney. Trust us. They went this all is Australia. the way to Australia. Which I didn't actually look to see on Wikipedia or sometimes they put Film in locations. Like the credits of where they filmed. My yeah. guess is it's probably Hawaii or something because sure. we've had Johnny Tsunami, Johnny Girls. Tsunami. We've had a couple different movies filmed in Hawaii. They're rolling up in a limo. They yeah, pop all out. Fancy. They their picture taken by the limo driver. And immediately they get accosted, somewhat secretly get robbed by there's, a local yeah. the, Australian. There's glass. a girl who's been sitting down in like a restaurant kind of checking them out. So I, I don't know if at first I was kind of wondering, like, is this like his new girlfriend or like who is this? Because they showed us her a couple times before she gets up. And then she's like approaching and them. And if this was the typical decom. Any girl that gets somewhat of a focus has to be a love interest of one of the characters yeah, in the movie. And honestly. She is very much not that. No. And she approaches him and like it's like, oh, well, like here he's going to kiss his girlfriend. But no, she like bumps into him. And he looks at her. Yeah, it's the most basic of pickpocket thing. I bump into the person. Oh, somehow I got their wallet without them noticing. Yeah, and then she wanders away. Thick wallet. Yeah, so. she opens it up as he walks or as she walks away, and she's like in awe, like, oh, holy shit. Because so he had already paid tipped. the limo driver. He had tipped so limo driver. So he does not need money. Really aware at all that he's lost his wallet. No. And they're by uh, a harbor, and they are heading out to where the ships are. There's a bunch of nice-looking luxury He, he makes yachts. a comment. He's like, yeah, we're going to go ride on the Tiffany. It's owned by the people, you know, Tiffany, the jewelers. Mm-hmm. He says something like that. So he so. sees a really nice one. We don't see what the name is on it, but he says, oh, that's got to be it. So they just walk onto this and ship. And they start eating the food. There's some, yeah, nice crystal glasses laid out, some trays of food. There's a butler, ship captain, who comes out and says, couldn't I help you? And then he starts demanding soda. Take our luggage downstairs, Take peasant. Take our luggage. Give us sodas with the little umbrellas we in We love that shit. And he's like, sorry, sir. This is not your charter. This is not the Tiffany? No. That Ross Bucket that piece shit, of shit oh. over there. <laughs> that that's the shit. Tiffany. Yeah. So, they, so, so, yeah, they keep on walking down the ships. And they're saying hi to several people. And... Spoiler, we we see them say hello to the... Actually, we see the lady that pickpocket him. Roll up yeah, to a guy another who does guy. say, Good day, mate, too. Yes. And he's a pirate captain. Yes. Because they start getting the lowdown. He's, hey, look at all this fucking money. He's got two platinum cards. Oh, my gosh. Rich. We got to kidnap and hold him for ransom. Damn Whoa, straight. okay, slow down. Mm-hmm. But at least we have some real conflict going on. And he's making his way down to the ship, and then he sees it, and he's not too impressed. No, it's a... I was trying to debate whether it naturally looked that way, or if it was like a nice yacht that then they just like sprayed some like rust on the side, but it looked relatively worn as a boat. It wasn't It's not like Jack Sparrow's boat he rolls into the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it wasn't okay. Yeah, it'd be an acceptable dinghy. Obviously, probably not for the money, which, yeah, how does that add up? 
So I wasn't even really clear on this trip, but Jacob must have heard some lines I didn't. So he says it's a fishing trip. Yeah. Maybe I read that in the description or something. Mm. I don't know. But really, they're taking this boat, doing some fishing on the way to go to a resort another island. Somewhere. Yeah, another resort where they're gonna meet his girlfriend. Or everybody who goes to Australia just goes to islands off of Australia and not just go to a Pacific island or something. Yeah. It seems very weird for them to go to Australia. Yeah. But maybe they just wanted to have people with accents. But somebody who doesn't have an accent. Is the captain of Tiffany, the They're ship. The third brother. Who is... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see is a hardworking, you know, salt, worn down... He's got that grease stain on his face, yes. perfectly white smile, nice skin, nice hair, but he has one very clearly made up, sat in a chair for like five seconds where the crew worked on him. Oh, here's one smudge. Now we can say he's a really hardworking you Gotta, you gotta make captain. him look legit. But he has no accent. So he's just, no. just like, hey... Yeah, this is Tiffany, and Mike is pissed because the boat is not to the standards he was expecting. Correct. But, you know, he throws a stink, but they reluctantly stay because I guess, hey, well, at least we'll get to the resort that's nicer. And then we get somewhat of a baffling moment that over time made more sense because I guess I missed some things. So Michael apparently has... A satellite phone. Yes, correct. For the longest time, I thought it was just a regular cell phone. He, he does because make it actually comment. looks like a regular cell yeah, phone. Yeah, it's, it's not huge. It's not massive. And I yeah, say, uh, I've never more. used a satellite phone, but I've seen them in movies, including even in relatively modern movies, where satellite phones still look pretty sizable. This was just a flip cell phone. as. But he's rich, you know. In the early 2000s. He can take $4,000 trips. Well, 4000 plus. He needed 4000 more for the trip, and I don't know where the heck all that money went. But he's talking into it with an earpiece, and we don't really see the cord at first either, so it seems no, like a wireless like a, he's earpiece. He's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Like, in 2001, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? They're How does the he game. have a signal here? Yeah. You know, you gotta travel, do you need, like, a different SIM card, you gotta call your provider? Like, none of that would have existed back at this no. point, but I guess they, they hand-waved it with a line I didn't hear where he uh, had a satellite, satellite phone. phone. And all of these calls he's making are he's trying to land a job somewhere. And yeah. He's kind of it, yeah, quick talking, wheeling and dealing sort of thing. And it's to show that he's still a jerk. And again, he learned yeah. nothing in horse sense. Correct. Because, yeah, he's still ordering the one dude around, the guy that Tommy? runs the boat. Oh, yeah, Jake. He's like ordering him to do stuff and kind of bitching and moaning. Well, Jake, the captain, starts to order Mike to do some stuff because he wants his money. Yeah. Because I guess this was not a prepaid arrangement. He was just expecting no. Michael to cash. Maybe that's why he had all that cash. Michael finds out at this point that his wallet's missing. He can't find it. They, so then they exchange watches. Yeah. Michael's it's got like, a nice watch. This watch is worth more than this piece of shit boat you got. So it's like a collateral situation. Yeah. And But at this point, he does realize who took it, too. You know, he, he does know that it was that lady. He's like, I was able to pay the limo. And then after that, uh, oh, and then he realized. Because he ain't stupid. No. He might be a dick, but he ain't stupid like that dumb fuck Tommy. He knows all about land trusts. He's a smart man. And then we get some stuff that you'd expect, especially in a family sitcom where they might go on a cruise or something. Just some boat goofiness. He's uh, fishing. Oh, yeah, oh. he gets seasick. Seasick, yeah. He tries fishing while talking on the phone, and it's a really drawn-out scene where his earbuds are getting caught in the reel so yeah i guess that's what it was supposed to be where it just seemed like he was struggling 
I don't know. He's trying to talk ear. on the phone. Yeah. But and it probably like, would have been the same situation because the end of it is Tommy says, just take the earpiece out. But yeah. he wouldn't be able to talk. manage a fishing pole because he's apparently has a giant fish that's pulling yes. on it. So he's yes. trying to manage that. It wouldn't have mattered if he had his phone. But the whole time, turning himself over, flipping over. Yeah, it, and it was like a, it was like a minute or two. And the whole time, like he's fumbling. Tommy's just like, hey, Michael. My, my, uh, my, my, hey, Michael. My. <laughs> it was just, what the fuck is going on? And it lasted it so long. A, and again, it just it gives this sort of childish feel and yeah. just weird feeling yeah. I got from Tommy where he just didn't feel like he knew anything that was going on. And just, he was, he felt like more mature in the first movie. And that movie was... I don't know, at Th- least two, a year three years ago within yeah. the, the context of the film. Moving past out. Yeah. We see somewhere that the pirates have checked Michael's credit limit in the Unlimited. Unlimited. <laughs> yes, they have a laptop in the middle of the ocean, which yeah. apparently has Wi Fi, which I don't even know if Wi Fi existed in two thousand one. At least not in a way that pirates would have in the middle, in of, the the ocean? middle of the ocean in Australia. It's a satellite computer? Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> satellite everything. <laughs> This is where they figure out that hey, he's got an unlimited credit limit, so that must mean he's really rich. They're going to so, milk him for all it's worth. Exactly. So now they're really all the way, let's do this with the ransom. Yeah. Then there's some more tension we get between Jake and Michael. Yeah. And also Jake and Tommy at first, because he can tell that Michael, Jake, that is, can tell that Michael is Rit- super Ritzy. rich, you know, one percenter, hasn't worked a day There's Yeah, life. there's a lot of lot of tension between the two. Yeah, and Jake is associating Tommy with Michael then and assumes that yeah. Tommy's some rich also kid, Also rich too. kid, but, but but they get to talk and he kind of realizes that Tommy's yeah, kind of had Tommy mentions a ranch and he's like, oh, rough. yeah, I see how it is. You probably own the ranch. And he's like, no. Because if you remember at the end of Horse Sense, something that they do carry over is that they create the land trust yeah. at Michael's advisement. So their land is part of like a reserve. They so can live on it and get paid for it. But yeah, they don't own it. So then Tommy or Jake can tell that Tommy's a working man. Because he has blisters on his hands. Yep. Yeah. So, so he, he was very worried up. about it. He's like, oh my God, yeah. what the hell happened to your hands? So he warms up to him, and this is where we learn that Jake has daddy issues, too. And gold coins. Because his dad was a treasure hunter, yeah. and his mom and dad divorced at some point, and he they, says his dad isn't dead, but he, I kind of feel like... He said he's around. He said he's around. But I kind of feel like he actually is dead. But he is. We do find that out okay, later. Okay, he does uh, yes. own up to that later on. Later on, he says, yeah, my dad died a year and a half ago. Well, this was apparently not my best note-taking... And I didn't take any notes. I got all the mentals today. Oh, that's that's we're fine. good. We're I was on eating it. almond M and M's, and I guess I was crunching over all of the the important lines. So yeah, th- there was a scene a little bit earlier than that when he's getting him like the bandages, and Tommy's kind of looking around, and he finds like this artifact or whatever. Yeah, he finds a, an ancient sextant, and then at some point later on, Jake shows off a, a, gold, a gold coin. coin. Yeah, he's like, "Did you find anything else?" He's like, "Yeah, we did. You know, we were down there." And, you know, sticking right up out of the boards, just perfect so we could get it, was this gold coin. And then he does, like, a weird, like, trick, you know, like, what's that behind your ear? And he plucks the gold yeah, coin I from Tommy's ear. Yeah, I was definitely out during this because yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of this stuff yeah, right so now. he does the, the, the coin behind the ear trick, and then Tommy's like, whoa! And then he Jake gives it to him, or he, like, pretends to give it to him, but then he's like, no, 
Here you go. No. Yeah. There's quickly. No. Uh, 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 here you go. There's quickly a competition that exists between Jake and Michael as far as for Tommy's love and Tommy's affection. Tommy's love and viewing one of them as a brother or a father figure. And yeah. I think that's maybe why some of Tommy gets played up as just childlike innocence is that he's then more pure and naive. Yeah. And it just, it reads weird he's, he's in some ways with all this like tension going on. It does, I say later on, one of the themes of this movie does feel like homoeroticism. <laughs> There's well, tension and it's weird the, the fact that they are brothers in real life, but like yeah. I'm sure there's, hey, there's lots of shirtless dudes in this. I'm sure there was little teenage girls at the time that were just losing their shit and being like, I want Joey to kiss Matthew <laughs> and Matthew to kiss Andrew. Oh, yikes. So while all this coin bullshit was going on, I'm like, okay, get get back to get back to the pirates. But but yeah, like I had kind of mentioned before, though, like it doesn't really seem like Joey, Joey, uh, whoever the youngest one is. Like I I never like he just he just doesn't seem like he's really in the movie that much. Well, like he's, he's there, present, but, but his yeah, presence is not always felt. It, it, no, it's really just between the two older older brothers, really. Well, he's the object of their desire. Yeah, re- honestly. Cause, cause, uh, Don't objectify Andrew late Later on, we'll see that. We'll see the youngest one turns on the older, on his cousin. We'll yep. see that. And just this whole beginning just felt really rushed in a way because we know what's going to yeah. happen. They're going to get shipwrecked. They're going to jump ship. But it felt yeah. like this little bit of boat time they had, they really wanted <laughs> to shove in like as much as they could. So yeah. like, we got the seasickness. We're just getting a lot Fishing, of goof. weird music, goofy sound effects. So yeah, it's just really quick, and at the same time, it's just like, okay, just get on with it. I don't care about this. You could have just gotten to the island stuff quicker. Yeah. Tommy gets tired of Michael making so many calls for jobs, and Michael recognizes that, you know what? I am bad. I'm sucking. Like he did in the first yes. movie. Yes, so here, here he, he ignored here, Tommy on a trip that he had with Tommy in the last movie. So here's that character development coming back into play that we had from the first one. He's like, okay, buddy. This is one of... like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be a dick. One of 74 times he says buddy in the film. He says, okay, buddy, let me, uh, we'll, we'll solve that. You can hold on to my phone, you know, buddy? He gave him his phone and his headset. Yeah, And then he went down someplace. He yeah, like he, went, he basically had to not be looking at Tommy for a very brief period of time. Yes, and then Tommy's about to go put the phone in the suitcase until the reel on the fishing lines are there's a big big old fish and he takes it and he gets immediately pulled to the the front of the boat and he's like gonna fall in and his shirt or the phone in it just uh, like might as well just tripped just randomly like the heart of heart of the ocean yes the phone's gone it's gone and he's like the end of titanic where the old lady throws the jewel in it's been so long (laughs) Oh, so it's gone. The phone's gone. But and Michael yeah. does not know this yet. No. Oh, he went to go grab the camera. Because then he comes back up to take a picture of them. That's and he's right. like, hey, buddy, smile. And, and he's looking all dewy-ish. So he's it's, like, oh, oh, it's a really, oh. really nice moment. But yeah, he, Tommy's he's freaking all, out Yeah, inside. he's freaking out inside. Doesn't smile for the photo. Looking off, dazed and confused. So then the pirates strike at this point where they have their own yacht type. Yes. Which is much nicer than the Tiffany. And then they jump off and drive up two of them in an inflatable, inflatable speedboat. speedboat. The whole crew is three total. It's two guys yes. and the girl. And Jake notices them rolling up behind him. He's like, oh, shit. He grabs his binoculars and they're scouting them out. And he's like, 
we got pirates. Well, he says it in an English accent because Jake, who is Australian, does not have the. Well, Australian we don't know he's, if he's Australian, but it is very odd that maybe he his dad is. I guess could be a treasure hunter who came to Australia and left his son. But I just don't think uh, they didn't want him to come off as not the Lawrence brother. They wanted him to be as normal as they could because normie uh, appeals to the the preteen girls of the preteens. So. There's, I was going to say this whole action scene was very unexciting, but there is one little like burst of excitement where really one pirate just kind of he gets on, up he on jumps the side, on and then they just like shove him off. Yeah. He does like a, a flying kick. He like kicks the dude into the water and then the girl, well, so the guy's like flailing around in the water. He's been kicked off. And then the girl who's driving the speedboat is behind them pulling up and Jake takes an anchor or like a, I don't know. He takes a. It's an anchor or like a hook you would use. To harpoon gun. In. It's not a harpoon. I don't know. I don't know. But what he it swings is. it, and so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. He throws it and it punctures. Rips the, the whole boat, boat but which, somehow it magically gets fixed. That is, I was just thinking about that too. That it they gets use fixed the boat later on. But yeah, because it rips it all the shit, and you'd think it would. And like, it's like that was kind of cool, but it also been really fucking awesome if he, he would have just hooked the woman yeah. and just. Like, Got it, and Tommy and Michael fish out of water. Literally, they're like, "What the fuck?" And then Jake turns to them and he says, "I'm the captain now." And they're like, "We already said you were the captain, Jake." So, Does he make that a remark? No. Oh, I wish it's, he did. It's from Captain Phillips, yeah, the Tom Hanks movie. So, no, none of the pirates unfortunately say, "I'm the captain now," because Should've. when. I was reading the description. They say they get uh, attacked by modern day pirates, which then just makes me think of Captain Phillips. What if he was attacked by old school pirates? That would have been better. <laughs> Here's Blackbeard. That movie would have been a lot better <laughs> if they brought in like ghost pirates. Or that would have been fun. So, anyways, this is when he realizes right that they need to like get off the ship. He, Jake quickly comes up with a plan that's a little weird because he says, "Hey, uh, Mike and Tommy, get some life jackets. You're jumping off." And I'm going to go jumping drive ship. off. You're jumping ship. I'm going to yes, go he scuttle. Says, he says, you're jumping ship. He smiles, <laughs> winks at the camera. And so they, uh. they comply. And we don't really see what happens to Jake. But they basically somehow Michael wakes up. So he must have gotten out at some point. Yeah. Where he then wakes up. And they're on an island. On an island. He's freaking out. Where the hell is Tommy at? Classic shot where the first thing he sees is a crab scuttling around yeah. on the beach. Speaking of scuttle. That, that is true. So he's running around. He finds Tommy. And then the tensions are kind of high between them. Because, I don't know, Tommy's pissed that this trip has ended up. Shit. And then Michael's like, well, this is fucking Tommy. Or uh, Jake's fault. He's a shitty captain. And Tommy says something along the lines of, hey, don't put blame on people. And then Michael says, who the fuck said that? That's dumb as hell. Jake <laughs> said that. And then Tommy says, no, my dad, dad said it. Oh my God. Don't <laughs> speak ill of his dead father. Ever. <laughs> so Tommy's mad at Michael. <laughs> oh boy. But really they're super chill about the whole situation. Like of, they're stuck on an Island and they might just never get off. They're it. not worried at all. No. And the first scene we see of them reacting on the Island then is them just shirtless? They're having fun. Yeah, they're like, hell yeah, we've been waiting for this our whole lives. They're not actually successful, but even having the wherewithal to this is how we can get fish is spear fishing. They figured that out in the first like hour that I would not have expected <laughs> for Michael. No, maybe not Tommy. 
but at least could have been a scene where they discuss it. But no, just the first thing they're they do is spearfish. In the first 20 minutes, they're on the island. And then the next thing we see is later on that night is when they build a shelter. And it's bad. And... It, yeah, it's bad, but also it is better than they have like uh like ferns or palm leaves. Before b- before it starts roof. to rain, it looks like it'd be okay. That'd be a nice little thing. Yeah, but usually in these kinds of movies, is the shelter they build will be bad in a storm, but it also doesn't even look good to begin with. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing where hey, you know what? I've seen Survivor. I've I have the Wilderness Survival Merit Badge from Boy <laughs> Scouts. This is an okay looking yeah, shelter. It's a good, it's a good better than a lane too. But then there's a storm that night. That and it's because they're on the north side of the island, which they later uh, get get notified by uh, Jake. Oh, that's a, that's another thing I, oh, yeah. I missed out on. They're on the wrong side of the island where the winds come in. So then we just get a super cut of some different island tropes. Shenanigans. Along with, so yeah, we already mentioned spearfishing. Emu, that evil emu. Yep. Well, we see Tommy smashing some coconuts to drink some coconut yeah. milk. But these are coconuts that just look like the ones you buy in a store. Like, they're, they're roughly the size of your hand. Yeah. And as somebody who's watched a number of seasons of Survivor, the coconuts they get on there are the big green ones that you have to, like, cut open with a machete. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit of oversight and realism. But this island, we learn, just has everything. Everything. It's got coconuts, bananas. Big snakes. Giant snakes. Boars. Emu, boars. You see a pig boar later on everything it's got it all so as they're searching the forest they it also has a proof of inhabitants or of former inhabitants so basically the the contrived way that they happen upon this old cave where some headhunters that have shrunken heads was living is they're trying to get some bananas and then they get spooked by an emu and, and that's not the first appearance or last by this emu. Or it, it is the first appearance, but it's not the last. Sure. It's one of two. <laughs> yes. And, and it's like evil. It just pops up its head and it just freaks him out and he runs. And I mean, I'd be scared of an emu. Is that when he runs into the, the pit of mud? No. Uh, but yeah, so they find this cave system. They go inside. Oh, and, this is kind of cool. And then but, he almost dies. Yeah. He... So when he was falling to like his death there... Later in the movie, this is kind of a spoiler, but that's like where that lady fell down into, and nothing happened to her. No, she falls, the lady pirate eventually falls down this pit where they're treating like if he fell down, he'd die. die. She fell down basically head first, and you I can see her laying on the ground. I don't know if she was okay. We don't ever see the pirates again at the end of the movie. So maybe they got the reward for catching the pirates, but maybe only two of them. Oh my god! Maybe the lady pirate. We we do see her laying like on the ground. It's not like it was like a pit to death. Like we see her laying. We see her laying there, but she's still like a broken her neck. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say right here, she broke her neck and she died. Wow! And we just never. He's a murderer. Yep, that's really? my Joey Lawrence for so you. There was a bounty on them. Really, there should have been one on Michael. And pirates are subhumans. Yeah. They find this really nice cave system, which you would yeah. think they should use better for as shelter. Their yeah. shelter, but nope, it's too scary. Yeah. So they leave, and Haunted. as they're leaving, they start to hear a sound that's like a cat. But I was saying, no, that's a human making that noise because it sounds so bad. And I thought it was gonna make. Well, I feel like I would have read this somewhere that oh, they encounter like a native tribe. Which would have been really crazy. Yeah. How much cooler would this movie have been, been better. if they had ghost pirates and, <laughs> you know, uh, tribes native people. tribes. Actual there. headhunters. But nope, it's just Joey, not Joey, 
Knowing the real names versus the character names. Who knows? It's Jake, the The middle brother. We'll call him youngest, middle, and oldest. I'm not going to keep up with that. But so Jake was apparently making these noises and he springs out and scares them. Ha ha. Jake sucks. Uh, That's better than the noises, Jake. (laughs) So then he tells the cousins that he scuttled the boat. What does that mean? It means he sank the boat. Yeah. And they're like, that was fucking stupid. And prior to him mentioning that he scuttled the boat, we see the pirates mention that, oh, they probably scuttled the boat because they're driving and they're looking around and they just see all different parts of the boat. Jacob in the water. Me, what does that mean? That what does scuttle mean? <laughs> oh well, don't worry. The decom writers knew that you, a uh, child, were too dumb to know what scuttle means, right. so they explained. I wrecked it, trashed it, junked it, junked her. Uh, we should mention at some point the words day three pop up. So yeah, a little bit of time, time before they passed. find Jake. So Jake's like, ah, NBD. We'll just build a raft. Again, same thing that anybody deserted on an island ends up doing in any kind of fiction. Yes. And then Michael says, hey, don't even worry about that. That's fucking stupid. We'll use my phone. Damn straight. And this is where Tommy has to go, "Mm, uh, sorry, Michael. But this is such forced drama because Michael gets so pissed at Tommy for losing it. But A, would this work in the middle of nowhere? Apparently it would have. B, satellite phone. It was in his suitcase. Or that's where Tommy was supposed to put it back. And his suitcase was in the fucking ocean, ocean before it washed up on shore. Maybe it was an airtight suitcase, you know, so... We saw it later on. It did not look like uh, any kind of carbon proof thing, whatever. You... It just looked like a cloth suitcase. So the phone probably would have been shot anyways, unless yeah. it was waterproof and salt proof. And it probably was, you know. You know what? Why? <laughs> Actually, Michael just says telepathy. <laughs> so it felt really forced, and then it's creating yeah. this drama between... Michael's mad at Jake for destroying the boat and thinking his plan's stupid. Tommy's mad at Michael for being mad at Tommy. So it's this crisscrossing. Apple this is where we get the dramatic moment where Tommy chooses Jake yeah. over Michael. He's done with him. As his guidance. He says, he's my daddy now. <laughs> so Michael says, fuck all y'all. Yeah. I can do this on my own. In the best scene in the movie... Where Michael is wandering around, seems a little bit delirious, and he falls into a gigantic mud pit. Yes. And Lucas had kind of called out a, a sinking sinking sand. Quicksand. Quicksand earlier, but it, it but wasn't. But if it was quicksand, he would have just died. Yeah, it was just Because <laughs> he mud. was up to his neck basically immediately. And he just crawls right out. And then he like does a weird staggering to the ocean. Well, it's, at first he gets scared by a lizard that's by the Lizard mud this pit. time? So, oh, so oh, he yeah. runs away. And again, I think he's just kind of delirious and he's pissed that he's covered in mud. So he stumbles into the ocean and to he, like, wash himself up. passes out or something? Well, before he passes out, he sh- shows himself clean, but he says, Why did you do this to me, Tommy? <laughs> That's right. And we both laughed because it was it a was great... my favorite part of the movie. It was a great moment. But he collapses on the beach and wakes up to what is very quickly clear that it's a hallucination because a supermodel... She probably was a real one at the time, too. I, I, well, I yes, bet she, she was. Says, he says, Oh, you're so-and-so, the supermodel. Oh, yes, I'm having a shoot here. Oh. I was out for a jog. Yeah, I was out for a jog. You're so cute. Are there other boys like you here? Yes, so there's cute. other boys, but they're ugly as fuck. It's okay. <laughs> You're all for me. And she says, that's cool with me. Come to my yacht and we'll uh, fuck all night. And long. then we start here hearing we'll squealing. We'll make Tommy and Jake watch. <laughs> then we start hearing squealing because there's like a pig. Yep. Eating on his face. 
So the the dream ends. They actually do kiss in the dream. Yeah. But they didn't go like the extra step where he's kiss- Sex. Somehow kissing He's a kissing pig. the pig. That would have been great. It <laughs> but was it like, wouldn't make much sense. That would have been funny. It would have been. But the scene was already pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I don't want Michael to be forced. He got a kiss from a supermodel out of this movie. I would have been in on that. That's actually fair. Here's the deal. You... Law of equivalent exchange. You kiss the supermodel, you have to kiss the pig. <sighs> or Andrew Lawrence. Oh, God. His brother's trying to give him mouth to mouth. That's yeah. what it was. Oh. So Michael struggles through the night because there's another storm. Yes, we see him again huddled underneath this thing, catching he, pneumonia. He's just under like a, a leaf. That's all his shelter is. It, it, it's the same shelter from before. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That was the scene. But uh, Tommy and Jake are at Jake's shelter, which... And he's like, oh, tits, this place is nice! Which, quite honestly, doesn't actually look that much nicer than what they constructed, because they still constructed something as far as, like, an awning covering. It looks like crap from the front, but then once you get in, it's got a... It looks a little bit nicer. But it's on a bunch of rocks, yeah. so it would suck to sleep there. And the actual structure of it doesn't look that much different from like theirs. Would, the only no. difference is, is the movie says it's better than theirs, so it's they're underneath it. It's raining. They're completely also, dry. Yeah. They're eating like lobster. Because they weren't fruits. on the north side of the island. That's what it was. Bullshit. That's what it was. He the says it to not him. Big enough for there to be like range. Are you sure? I mean, he makes a remark. You weren't on the north side, but then there's also like all this stuff but on it's that. Still, it's still raining where they are, though. Yeah. So who knows how big the island is? It's we not don't like know. the north side. The range is. is the wind is so strong, it just turns the rain horizontal. What's man. weird about it is, like, like we see them, before they jump off the ship, we see them kind of scout on the island. Like, this is, like, where they want to go to. And it doesn't look like it's, like, this massive rainforest island. It just kind of just looks like, you know, like, you would imagine a desert island, like, one little palm tree in the middle. And, like, you know, just kind of like a little circle kind of deal. Yeah, the first shots where they're showing them looking off of the shore, it doesn't... it's a little deceptive. Yeah. But that happens with a lot of movies. Yeah. But the island is as big and has what it needs to have yeah. and what the movie needs it to Exactly. Do. Bananas and... So then at some point, I don't remember what day maybe it pops up. I think it might only be day four. Michael stumbles upon Jake and Tommy, who, again, of course, are doing some shirtless spearfishing. But Michael somehow sees, again, an a island with crocodile? everything. crocodile? A crocodile or alligator or whichever is in that part of the world. Whatever. But there's a crocodile. Yes. So he yells out, running down the hill or whatever. And Tommy's just at, like, oh, look, it's Michael. I, at first, I was kind of thinking that the crocodile was just going to be like a log or something. Like where he's freaking him out for like no good reason. Because at first, it kind of looked just like a, a black blob. Hallucinating again. Yeah. But it, it does end up being an actual crocodile. And he's like, there's this whole thing where he's trying to pull Tommy out of the water where they just keep just falling and just like tripping. And he's like yeah. trying to drag him out. And then Jake's grabbing this giant ass boulder. Well, he and, first tries to stab it with his spear. Oh, the spear, yeah. And it's like, that's not going to do anything. No. Then he throws a big rock, rock on its head, head. and hits it. <laughs> but you now the crocodile just swims away. Yeah, what the heck. And then they all reunite. And, and it feels so good. Because they understood. Michael's like, thank you for saving uh, Tom. Yeah, you saved our lives. And Without like, you, I, I don't... I couldn't have done it if you didn't tell me that crocodile was there. Uh... I was having too much homoerotic time with my real-life brother, uh... but just younger, you know, uh... faux brother in this movie that uh... we were having such a time that I didn't see the crocodile come. <laughs> so they're reunited, and so it uh, lasts for a little bit, but not too long that they're in good spirits together. Yeah. While some of this stuff has been happening, we've gotten a couple of cutaways to the pirates who have just been 
looking for the island. That they're island hopping and they can't find any trace of them, which is yeah. weird because earlier on they saw like the traces of the scuttled ship. Yeah. So you would think they'd be able to figure it out sooner. Who knows how maybe there's the just so many islands. Big, but by yeah. the time they do find them, they're very close. So there's a little bit more downtime. And some of this stuff has been throughout the movie, but at this point in my notes, I'd have a, a summary of the themes that I really felt. Because there's three main characters, and each of them has some stuff going on, though I would say a lot of this is... Parent pretty, issues. They all have pretty, parent issues. Yes. Pretty half-baked. So Tommy already kind of had dad stuff in the first movie, not resolved. This time, it's about his dad being replaced. Yeah. Michael, who I think is definitely the most complicated character. He's lost everything he's learned. He's got, like... He wants to get better, though, I think. He needs to grow up. He needs to start doing stuff for himself, get a job, start actually living in the real world. And also, there definitely really feels like he wants to have a brotherly connection or he's trying to be the father figure for... The substitute father figure for Tommy. And then Jake is... Oh, you know... His dad and mom split up, so he got stuck with his dad. We'll see later on that actually he doesn't like his dad that much. And he yeah. didn't like being forced into this life. But really, a lot of the other stuff besides Michael. But again, the reason that some of those themes and things for him are so salient is because we already had a whole movie addressing them. So yeah. they kind of really were able to figure out what worked for his character. But they're just doing it again in this movie. And, of course, the last really big theme I picked up on was homoeroticism. <laughs> the love between... Lucas mentioned that more than enough times in this movie. I, I bought into it, too, and I just started to believe it. Then we get a montage of some raft building, which quickly counts up to day 10. But before they really launch into the montage, they climb up to some big mountain hill, and Michael's like, this is really high up. Why are we going up here for wood? This is pretty dumb. And... Jake says, well, if it lives up here, it's got to be really strong. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense if it's actually living. But if it's just dying up there, it <laughs> might not be the best tree. But it's because yeah. they want it to be for the mass. Yes. Uh, really strong. Yeah. And it's taken all that beating, that hard, hard weather. Need a hard winds. Strong uh, wood to erect the mass. Oh, God. He's and strong wood and erect. The, hey, I watched... I don't even know. It wasn't until the end of season one of Lost that they even launched off that raft. They're doing it after day three or four. Yeah, by day ten, they got a nice looking raft. They're cheering, working on it. And then one day they see a plane fly over. Tommy and Mike get excited. Mike gets really excited. He runs back to the camp. But I feel like Tommy was encouraging him to do this too. Probably. Until Michael's like out of hearing distance and Jake is like, it won't be able to see us. It's a commercial plane. It's 35,000 feet in the air. It won't see us. It won't see us. And he's like yelling. They're starting to run after Michael. And he's already like in the tent grabbing the gun. And, or, 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 I don't know. He whatever. just had a flare. Yeah. yeah the, the flare pop thing. It was actually a flare gun. And it, Which, pff, this seemed weird. I, again, was this something I missed? Where did they establish that they, they had, had a flare? That no. they had a flare and I mean, it's it, the only no. one? It probably just... No. Is they, this implied that all ships have one, one flare? One flare. It probably just washed up on shore with all the other shit. Yeah. Who knows? So but they, Jake, they didn't establish it. Jake gets immediately, like, ridiculously pissed, pissed at Michael. He's pissed. That was a commercial plane. They would never have seen it or also, been able to come down to find us. Also, when this happens, so yes, he does it off and nothing happens and he's yelling at him. But we also see the pirates see this go off. 
the pirates see the flare. And they flare seem to be very close to their the air. Anyways. Yeah. They, and then they're so like, whether, oh, shit. Whether they shot off the flare or not, if the pirates were just going around this island, they would have seen the raft on the fucking shore anyways. Raft? Oh, the one they built, yeah. Yes, the one that they built. It wasn't all the way done yet, though, was it? Yeah, but it was still a raft. If they're close to the shore and they see a You'd structure, That's they're fair. not going to be like, nothing to see here. <laughs> There's an ancient tribe that used to live here. <laughs> So Jade keeps going off on Michael and really lays into him about you're you've just got everything handed to you. So you just think, what do you think? Do you think flares grow on trees in this family? And he says, What have you ever worked for? And Michael says, You know what? You're right, I haven't worked for anything. And I'm like, No, there was an entire movie. Where you worked hard. You worked very hard. Yeah, that's true. That happened. But nope, that none of that matters for this movie. No. Out the window. Michael isn't really, he's not like leaving, but he gets kind of separated from Jake and Tommy who go off and go on a walk to kind of calm Jake walk about. down. Jake says, yeah, sorry, I was getting mad. But then they see the pirates rolling up. And they're starting, Tommy's yelling for him like, hey, hey, you people. Yeah, Tommy is so fucking He's so stupid. dumb. He's and so then, dumb. And then they hear him, but they don't see him. They're like, oh, it must have just Jake been a bird. Must have just been a bird. So then they know that the pirates are there, so they get on the raft and yeah. launch off. All three of them were walking away from the boat at first, and then after they started screaming, then one of them had to go back to guard the boat. You're Australian. talking about the pirates. Yes, the pirates. It very much seemed like you were talking about the... The Lawrences. No. The pirates turn around, and one of them has to guard the ship after the, they well, hear I the yelling. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. Because... I think that was here. No, because they're just getting all on the raft right now, and then they cut themselves. They cut them off with the boat. This is when so we this, see this the where the Asian guy with the gun. They leave Tommy behind, and then they dive into the water. That doesn't happen just yet, does it? it? Yes, it literally happens. You're getting ahead of yourself. No. Yes, you are. They were hiding from the pirates for a while. They, they just didn't give up on them, and like. They, they're, they're on right the away. raft and they're leaving and the yes. pirates come in a boat and cut them off. Yes. And then they jump in the water and yell at each a little other later, unintelligibly. A little later because they still have to find Michael. They still find Michael at this point. No, Michael their... is on the raft with them. Michael just is showing up. He catches a fish and they're running towards the raft. And That's Michael's what... like, fuck, I guess we're going. Yeah. And he says, what about the camp? And they say, no, there's fuck pirates. It. Yes, correct. So you're wrong. No. Yes. Yes. That's a billion for Lucas, again, still zero for Jacob. So the pirates cut them off, and then they jump into the water, the boys, that is. And this is where we've seen them before, earlier in the movie. They were just doing, like, some deep dives, and they were finding tunnels and caves. So they're they're in that same area. The most important thing, I think, here is where they're in the water for 30 seconds. And Michael and Jake are just constantly yelling over (laughs) each other. And I couldn't tell anything of what (laughs) they're saying. It was all inaudible. I don't think it was purposeful. It's just that there was water around and Tommy's getting in there. And I guess it was them setting up a plan. But it was just like... (laughs) They had to jump off because their boat was on fire. Yes, the the lady had shoot. shot a flare gun of her own at it. Yep, at the mast. And they're all freaking out. We gotta get off this fucking thing now. And apparently, their plan is they leave Tommy behind. As yeah, bait or just they don't really set up that like. Maybe Tommy he just can't, can't hold his breath. Yeah, because they could have done that if they spent more time on certain parts of the movie where he says, "Yeah, I've lived in a landlocked state on a fucking ranch my whole life. Of course, I can't swim." Yeah. But so Michael and Jake escape. They deep down. dive. They deep dive and they find this cave. But one of the other pirates comes after them, looking for them. I don't even remember. 
They never really set up that they find this cave system that connects. It's one of the other pirates later on. I, I think earlier you see two of them in the cave because they're holding like something, some animals. Weren't they holding like some lobster or like some crab in this cave earlier in the oh, movie? Well, that was a part of a montage of a lot of stuff happening while they're yeah. building a raft. They could have drawn and, uh, more I think it's the same cave. Yeah, they yeah that makes sense. Really, we only know how they survived because one of the pirates says, there's a bunch of caves around. You sure you didn't check them? Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Their great plan was just leave Tommy behind and then they escape somehow. Yeah. They, they end up waiting in that same area, though. They say that same spot where they went down for over an hour. It's like, maybe they drowned or they dead. So this is the part you were so excited to say where one of the pirates is left behind with the boat because yeah. the other ones... Basically, Michael shows up on his own. He talks to Jake separately. I think this is where Jake is like, my dad, I didn't like him very much. Oh, wow, we're bonding because we all hate our dads. True. So Michael says, hey, yo, I got a plan. In the meantime, the pirates have Tommy on board of their ship, and they're making him mop. Mop, yeah. You scallywag, you clean the... I don't know, they use some pirate words. We're a little all over the place right now, but I just want to get this movie over with. <laughs> Michael takes Jake's gold coin. He approaches the pirates for a one-on-one. He says, I will... On the beach, yes. he's Michael's just standing on the beach, and they like all come up on him. They're just on the shore for some yeah. reason, because the pirate's like, I think we should go try to find those other ones. Tommy's they, family has no money. And they take Tommy at this point. Tommy's with them on the shore. Yeah, so it really doesn't make a lot of sense why they would be in a situation where Michael could just walk up to them. But yeah. Michael just walks up to them and strikes a deal where he says, hey, you let Andrew, or sorry, you let Tommy go. I've got 15 milli He for says, you. you think my family's going to pay anything for us? No, they, they don't fucking give a fuck me. about me. They wouldn't give a dime for my body. But Even says, if it was dead. I have $15 million in gold coins, which is a really weird amount. Because he Number. says, well, I found it on this island. But he's like, I know the current that price of gold. Right. I'm an appraiser. I yeah. know exactly. It's 15 to 20 million. <laughs> yeah. So, and they're convinced because he has one gold coin yeah. that he shows. Them. And he takes it. The Asian, Australian He doesn't even bite it. Coin. So, some yeah. pirate he is. True. So, the pirate says, you know what? All right. I believe you. We'll let... Uh, Tommy go, but you're coming with us. And he's like, yeah, just keep walking down the keep walking down the beach, yeah. Tommy. Just keep walking down the beach. So the main lead pirate and the lady pirate go off with Michael. To the, yes. the other pirate gets left behind with the boat, and they literally actually do just let Tommy go. So they're go pirates the of their word, at least. Yeah, so he's, he's, I'm, a gentle, he's, I'm a man of a gentleman or something. My word, yep, is, that, a, that's word exactly is a gentleman. I'm a man of a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> that's my word as a gentleman, I think he says. I think that's a quote. He put the man in gentleman. <laughs> that's right. So Tommy's just is walking along the beach and he gets, he gets jumped by Jake. He gets jumped by Jake. <laughs> and he's like, oh. So Michael then leads the pirates into the caves where they were at earlier. And yes. I guess had already set up some kind of string he could pull that then drops some shrunken heads the on heads. the pirates to scare yeah. them. And they get so scared that the lady, I am convinced, fell to her death. That's what I thought, too. She falls first into a pit. She should have been dead. Whereas the lead pirate is able to climb back up and starts chasing after Michael. And actually, this whole time, he has a gun. And at one point, he pulls it on Michael when he's talking to him yes. about the gold coin. Yeah. So it's a little more heightened than we get in a lot of Disney Channel original movies. True. So the chase is on, and then while the, this whole thing is happening with the other two pirates, 
Tommy and Jake, they swim out because the pirate who got left on the shore with the boat then went back out to the big boat. We don't boat. see him go out there. He's just there. He's just the inflatable on boat. Smoking some weed. Who knows? And what they do is they cut the motor engine, like a cord to of the motor. Of the speedboat. Like the fuel line At first, or whatever. It like it was the main boat. The, the inflatable speedboat. And yes. then they cut it loose because it was tied up to the main yacht. And they go up onto the yacht. Tommy says like something, something like, to him. hey, you missed the spot and like hits him in the head with a With a the broom. Mop. Or yeah, with the mop that he was mopping. Him. And then Jake comes swinging like Tarzan from the rafters. He comes, kicks him off or whatever. And then it's a situation where it's like, well, they didn't leave him to die because they left him with a motorboat that doesn't have a working motor. So he isn't dead right now. He'll just probably eventually die. Yeah, exactly. Our heroes. Yeah. So that's one. Well, basically, we're down to just one pirate because the lady pirate, she dead. She dead. Her neck. And blonde pirate, uh, he's fine. He's going to be fine. Stuck in the middle of the ocean. He can live for at least a couple days. Three days without water. I mean, those guys lived on that thing for like 14. They were on there for at least 11, 12, 13. No, <laughs> being stranded on an island was the least of their worries. Their yeah. daddy issues. That was the that, real That would have killed them. Oh. <laughs> so then Michael, he... He's running from yeah, he runs, Asian Australian. He passes his mud pit. He, he jumps over it. He b- does a big leap. Yep. And tricks the the pirate, pirate. To falling into it. Does a weird half ass slide. Yeah, the pirate he like, was not fully he, committed. His stuff like a baseball player would slide into like second base. This guy just like he drops and he just he slides into it. He doesn't fall into it. No, he just slides. He says, okay, into I know it. you want me to go into the mud pit. I will. And he almost misses it. But it's gonna look very deliberate and not <laughs> realistic at all. He almost misses it. But yes, he's in the mud and his gun's in the mud. So then Jake and. I don't know if they see him at first, but Jake and Tommy are piloting the yacht, the pirate's yacht. And Jake's about to just leave Michael. Yeah, he is. He's like, fuck him, we'll come back. Actually, no, they do. They see him running on the shore. (laughs) And they know that the pirate has a gun. And his gun is drawn. And Jake's like, nah, he's fine. Yeah, we'll come get him later. We'll come back. We'll get help. And Tommy's like, "Uh, no, no." he would not do this to us. He did not do this for us. He saved us from that crocodile. In Tommy's one rational moment, says, I don't think we should leave Michael to die (laughs) by gunshot. And then they start yelling at him, Everest, Everest. Which I don't know if I really made clear that when they were getting that really, really hard, hard, strong, mast wood. Uh, that it was on an area that... They call us Everest because it was the peak of the island. And it was such a weird scene because they... He's like, oh, it's so hard to get up here. And how are we going to get this down? They're, they're, and they're kind of arguing about who's going to bring down the wood. And then it's just, they do it. And no, it's just a montage. Yes, because they were debating about jumping into the ocean. They're like, it's only like 100 feet. People have jumped higher. And we had remarked that that scene seemed really weird. And basically it was just in the movie. A setup for this we next that, scene. have it set up that he referred to this place as Everest. So then yes. there's a place for the final confrontation with the pirate. Yes. So he runs up to Everest. The pirate's still after him. And then Michael just jumps, not jumping ship, jumping island, actually. Yeah. Hundreds of feet. Probably there's, a dangerous drop. There's rocks everywhere. Yeah, drops into the water. And we can see him swimming down by the rocks. He is alive. And the pirate, Search. leaning over the edge, is like, ah, and he pulls out his gun and tries shoot to him. shoot at him. But his gun just shoots streams mud. of mud. <laughs> it just comes which, squirting hey, out. I'm no firearm engineer, but I'm pretty sure only a gun that would do that would be a water gun that's made yeah. to look like a real gun, where it's just shooting little little driblets yeah. of mud out, and then he basically does the 
point your gun up in the air and yell like ah yeah. he's like Maka! <laughs> so then they pick him up in the boat and call for help they call into mayday uh, mayday some guy who had radioed to jake earlier, earlier in the butch, movie and yeah. he says hey butch sorry we've been missing for a while oh i was worried jake hey we got some fucking pirates send somebody to pirate scum so that's how it's just like hey we didn't just leave Th- that the had rewards stuff. on them they did have rewards yeah well it plays into the end of the movie but it also is a situation where are they that much better for leaving some people stranded on an island yes they are because they're the lawrence brothers damn straight so then they come into port, and the only other characters that hadn't already been on the island were mom and dad, dad or and dad and auntie, aunt. So Tommy's mom and yes. Michael's dad are there. Oh, that's without their significant others. <laughs> yeah, we don't see Mark. Mark is the neighbor of yes. Auntie and Tommy, and then Tommy just goes up and says, "Like, mom, you can fuck Mark. Yeah, <laughs> he's my new daddy. <laughs> my third daddy in this movie was first my original dad." Then, and Michael, then Michael, Jake, and now Jake. Mark can be my new Mark. dad. I want him to fuck my mom so hard. Was there a threequel to this movie? I don't believe there is. Shit. But at the same time, with the it's naming, never too late. The naming convention of horse sense to jumping shit, it could be named Cadet Kelly, <laughs> and somehow be about the Lawrence brothers, and I wouldn't know it. But quite honestly, I think they've kind of. Painted themselves into a corner with yeah. what they do in this. I, well, this is maybe getting a little, not really too far ahead, but they kind of talk about this charter. Well, they have a nice dinner with everybody. Yes. Michael comes in and says he negotiated with the police where the police. The money. There was going to be a reward on the pirates, but he basically says, hey, can to, we just have the pirates yacht? Yeah. And then he pulls out an embroidered hat. That he had somehow gotten made that says Tiffany 2, two on it. Tiffany it 2. It says, we're going to name this boat Tiffany 2, and we can start a charter business and each own a part of it so that that's how we split the shares. Yes. And then, Without doing any work and himself. Then Michael's dad says, well, does that mean you're going to live in Australia? No, dad. I still want his dad. It said, like, you should get a filing job at my law firm. Yes, he says, correct. I'll still take that filing job. Well, certainly Tommy's, Tommy's not, not going to live, live there, there because he's maybe 14. <laughs> He'd like to, but. So that just means Jake is going to keep doing what I guess he was already doing, but have to pay more of the money to other yeah. people. <laughs> so it seems like a really raw deal for Jake, but great for Michael and Tommy. But sure, that's how it ends is we're all going to join in on Tiffany too. Yeah. Lay a rail on <laughs> Tiffany <too>. oh, <laughs> And then we just get a one final shot of the the yacht and burgers, getting. and that's it. That's the end. The of the end movie. of the movie. And now that we're getting to final thoughts and judgments, I'll say that this is not a typical Disney Channel original movie. What so do you I mean guess. by that? Well, it's not a typical sequel of anything, especially mm. something like Horse Sense that you would expect. Horse Sense would still be. Something else is happening to the ranch, or it's all in the city with Tommy and him. So we're doing a sequel to Horse Sense. Okay, cool. We're bringing in the third Lawrence brother. Okay, my dick is erect. Yeah. And then <laughs> more. Tell me they're more. Gonna be stranded on a deserted island. Yeah. Are they going to be shirtless? Yes. yes. Okay. Actually, now this is making complete business. <laughs> this sense is money. We're let's, basically let's printing fuck. it. We're printing it. We are the, the so, United States yeah. Mint. In that sense, I give it credit that it blazed its own trail there, but it just, any kind of growth or development for these characters is what was already in Horse Sense 1. They just rolled it back. So then we just get, like, Jake put in to have more 
mm, I hate my dad too. And now I hate Michael. I'm going to do with <laughs> Jake. Where it's just, you know, I don't know. He did get his gold coin back too, by the way. Wanted to mention sure. that. And he, Michael got his watch back too. Yeah. If you're keeping score. <laughs> got it. But yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. It was okay, but if they had more time on the island where they were really struggling and there was more of that played up and the pirates were less bland. Yeah, they were just like normal like people. Make them look scurvier, you know, or something. Make them look more scary. Yeah, for all these people that live their life on the sea in this movie, they all look healthy, very well moisturized. Yeah. (laughs) I'd look more like a pirate compared to some of them. (laughs) So, what's your final take on Force Sense 2, colon, jumping shit? Yeah, no, it, it was, mark? it was like, like we had said, like, all the stuff, the character development from one was gone. It was just a completely unrelated movie. It just happened to have the same characters. That's all it was. It was just like, here's an idea. Like you said, people like the Lawrence Brothers. We'll make this movie. And that's, that's, I don't know, that's all. It wasn't and a bad it's movie. It's good that there's yeah. character development and growth, but, like. It was the same stuff we've already way, seen. Like Xenon. It was just repackaged. I don't know if there was a lot of growth for Xenon in Xenon 2. It was kind of just, here's these characters. Xenon gets into another bunch of antics. See, just Lapidus moment, yeah. And learns some stuff. This, we could have had it focus more on Jake. He's a new character. We could have had him still have his struggles, and then they can, like, Held them through using the lens of their own experience. Yeah, like, I, 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 I was going to... all at once. I thought he'd maybe, like, be invited to back to live, like, on the ranch or something. But no, they're just going to leave him there to do the boat stuff. Yeah. Having some of that stuff still in there, the retread, takes up time away from things that could have been more fun and interesting. They definitely could have set up for a third if they wanted to, I think. Well, they didn't even do any setup because there was no, no. setup for this movie. If they no. wanted to do a third one... They could. That's true. And it could start out with fucking Tiffany 2 blowing up and then they <laughs> go on a ski trip. And they have to find gold coins. I, no, I would because I've related too yeah, much to the true. previous movie. Absolutely. They could have made compl- a crossover go, with Johnny Tsunami. A crossover would have been fun. They could go into space. <laughs> they could go to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> they could look underneath the bed. Oh, God. They could have found Santa's little uh, snowmaker. But at the same time... Horse Sense is such a, a grounded decom. People mistake it as being the one that the kid is able to talk to horses. None of that happens. No. So having it have a sequel like this where it is sort of over the top yeah. was interesting, but still is a little too kind of normal. Where yeah, it, it, if it, this was a sequel to Ready to Run with those characters, most in it, most it Disney would have been movies more fun. I think most Disney movies are just more. They're all more. I don't magical. They're more. They have some kind of, yeah. they're they're not believable. This is something that has happened to people, you know. People get taken by pirates. People end up on islands, stranded. Maybe not all in that order. You say that reminds me of something that is not fully related, but it will be our final thoughts for this movie. Oh. of Something that stuck with me for years. Something I heard a girl say in elementary school. Yeah. When we were talking about our favorite movies. Hers, she had said, my favorite movie was Coach Carter. Starring Samuel L. Jackson as a basketball coach. And her justification, again, as an elementary school, was because it could really happen. And to my understanding, I believe Coach Carter is actually based on a true story. (laughs) So it did happen. happen. But also, the metric of whether a movie is good or not is it could could happen. happen. It's a terrible threshold. So, horse sense... 
the first could one, happen. It could have happened. So it's fucking. Why didn't this? Yeah. Nominated for best. <laughs> it could picture. happen. Jumping ship probably still could have happened. So yeah. I think That's a good moving movie. forward, our podcast will be very short. We'll get to Halloween time too. It couldn't happen. <laughs> it's a bad. <laughs> Mythbusters checked this one, and it was a big X yeah, on this. Not happening. <laughs> oh, sorry, Grandma Marty, Marnie. <laughs> Marty. I, I feel like after watching the slew of Halloween Town movies, we'll get over the years that Marnie should be apologizing to me and not the other way around. Alright, so that was our long-winded, meandering thoughts on Horse Sense 2, Electric Boogaloo Jumping Ship. Jumping Ship. Taking a ship. Uh, so, we are A Whole New Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at A Whole New Pod, all one word. You can follow Jacob on Twitter. At Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. He's blazing a, an exciting new trail of posting tweets about daily fantasy sports. That you're even less likely to know or care about. Korean baseball. Korean baseball. <laughs> Tell me about those wyverns. <laughs> Tell me it's about... It's a great team. So I've heard. Tell me about the junglers in League of Legends. Damn straight. I'm all about that LOL. You can... Uh, Subscribe to us, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts, Google no. Play, YouTube. Spotify. Yes, comment, subscribe, like. Go That's like the our that people usually say yes. those things are. Go like our our uh, Cody YouTube, video. That is, we did clearly say that yeah. on YouTube, a whole new pod. And yes, the way I view it is to make the tags honest that I'm able to still tag the 13th oh, year. Oh, you have to at least mention it. That I, we just keep talking about the 13th year, so... True. Cody sucks, the 13th year, yada, yada, yada. Everybody dislikes our video. 21 uh, likes, 30 dislikes, go like it. Let's make that shit positive. It's uh, It still baffles the two of us that of all the movies we've covered so far, a lot of them being ones that people really hold up as. Like, yeah, this was the decom of my But childhood. that's the one that has the most the views. 13th year. People are most critical about. Really stuck with people the most. I don't get it. They, something about a boy having a tail like that. Oh. That thick, yeah. thick mermaid tail. <laughs> And uh, you can write us about your own uh, decom boy preferences yeah. and how thick you like their tails to be. Add a whole new pod. Or how many brothers is too many. And we won't make any promises. I think we can at least commit to once every three weeks. Yeah. We can adjust our timetables for COVID, whether it actually is a, a fair excuse for us to not record. But you know what? I wasn't feeling like earlier this week, knowing that this was going to be our weekend to record. I was like... I don't feel like doing anything ever at all. But today Likewise. I actually felt pretty good. Yeah. At the end of this podcast, though, I don't know. Wearing a mask and doing all this talking and everything, I'm a little like, woo, little loopy. <laughs> what day a, is it? Need a snooze. What decom was this? Was this horror sense too? I don't even understand. So we'll just take it as times come along because, yeah. hey, we're all going through tough times in different ways or another. Just so. keep yourself safe. Really, what I'm talking about is me having to see Jacob. Oh, oh. <laughs> the recovery uh, period where it's like, oh my god, <laughs> takes P three fucking PTSD. weeks. PTSD. I, I just think about it in the week leading up, and every day feels like a Monday. <laughs> uh, but no, this this is good. It's nice for us to still be able to get together. Yeah. Even if jumping ship was what was involved, we got some we got some goodies coming up. Like we said, Halloween Town, Calabar's Revenge is two away. <laughs> 
Two away, so in about a month and a half, you guys will get there. Do you there. think that movie will just be focused on how Marnie thinks her mom's a bitch? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just like Halloween Town 1? More than likely. Our next one is, what'd you say? The Poof Point. Poof Point. With the star of The Smart Guy and Hounded, which is a, The Poof Point. Great name for podcasts, because saying all those P's is just great. Poof Point. Poof, Poof Point. Point. Poof Point. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. City of Townsville. Mayor, whatever his name is, with that long-legged lady that never saw her face. That's the way I like it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Not complaining. All right, bye. <laughs> no final words this week. This is over now. started raining avocados from my avocado tree. Was this man barking up the wrong tree? I told him, get the hell out of my tree. He says, I'm going to pick your avocados, old man. What are you going to do about it? What would prompt you to do something so stupid, sir? Guacamole. Next, Judge Judy.